You're listening to a Big Stick Energy Productions podcast. Hello all and welcome to Barrel Up on Broad, a podcast about the Philadelphia Phillies and Major League Baseball. This is part of the Big Stick Energy Productions family of podcasts. Uh, I am your host, Jim Coleman. Joining me as always are my other two co-hosts, Eric Rayer. Hello. And Nicholas Puglisi. Hey, yo. How are you gentlemen doing today? We just got done a Phillies win, so I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, me too. Eric, how about you? Same old, same old sports every day, just embracing little bit of enormous that we have in the world. We're watching the Phillies as well because we're in the midst of a doubleheader. Things are happening and uh, Aaron Nola is on the mound. I'll try to keep my uh, excitement to a minimum. So first I should say that the Phillies are back playing baseball games after a long stretch. I know in the last podcast we discussed them playing the Blue Jays. That did not happen after all the COVID outbreaks from the other teams. Phillies had to go into a quarantine and their first game back after missing seven games, they had to go against who else but Garrett Cole. I I mean, I think that's fitting, don't you guys? Could there have been another matchup that the Phillies could have had to face? Yeah, seriously. It's like they did that on purpose. The Marlins yeah. playing that. I mean, they, they, were, they were slated to play them next anyway, but Of course that this happens to Philadelphia. Like, we're the ones that have to sit on the sideline while everybody else plays. I Honestly, I just got so frustrated over the past couple of days watching all these other fans. It was like the Squidward meme where he's watching SpongeBob and Patrick outside playing from his window. It's just very frustrating and just not a – not a good time. And then we had to come back and face Garrett Cole after everyone's been sitting around all week. They've had to cancel practices. They've had to cancel everything. That game happened, and then there would be a hurricane hitting the next day. So they had to take another day off. Alas. It's been a long week. It has. It's been Very a long, long week. I feel like it's been forever since we recorded this. I'm just happy to have my Phillies back. I don't know about you guys. It was kind of a breath of fresh air on Monday to actually watch a baseball game that I cared about. Yeah, I mean, even though we went up against Garrett Cole, they, they still didn't seem that bad. They didn't look like they slowed down too much. No, and I, I was kind of reassured after that game. Like, I felt that the offense had a rather decent showing. I know it didn't show up on the scoreboard. They were squaring up Garrett Cole pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they, they, made, they made a lot of solid contact. I mean, they hit him pretty well. Unlucky uh, they didn't get the results for it. I wasn't expecting much, but considering Jake Arrieta was pitching to start the game, they're facing one of the best pitchers in baseball right now. I wasn't, like, blown away by the loss. I didn't think that they were out of it until they had to relinquish to the bullpen. Anyhow, um, I guess we can go dive into that game a little bit now that we're talking about it. Monday, the Phillies slated Jake Arrieta up against Garrett Cole, as previously mentioned. Jake Arrieta went five solid innings, only allowing three runs, four strikeouts. But he didn't look terrible. I know he had a rough couple innings in the beginning. He uh, he did not have his spot really early on. Like, yeah. He started off with, what was it, a four-pitch walk he started off with? I, I believe that one eventually came around. He calmed down towards the end of his start. I believe he had four straight strikeouts at one point. Those were his only four, but I mean... Yeah, that was uh, leading to his uh, outing. Striking out four straight guys in the Yankees lineup is no easy feat, especially with, when you don't have overpowering stuff like he had. He's definitely not what he used to be, but 
he was locating at the end of that game, and it gave me a little bit more confidence going forward that he could find that. Even if he does get off to a rough start, we're not asking him to be Jake Arrieta from 2015. We're asking him to get a glimpse of that, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. But he just doesn't have the power behind his stuff anymore. And I think if three runs and five innings is what we're going to get out of him, I mean, I'll take that. He doesn't have to be our number one guy anymore, especially with Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola up at the top. Hopefully some other guys can fill in spots as well, but he doesn't have to be our only option anymore at number two. That being said, while we're still on the topic of pitching, what the hell is our bullpen, man? At the time that Jake Arity left the game, the Phillies were tied at the Yankees 3-3. Dilo Squera, who set up three runs right off the bat, I believe there was a home run in there. Adam Morgan came and got him out of the inning. Tommy Hunter looked okay, and Jose Alvarez finished off the game. I feel like those three guys, with the addition of Hector Neris, are probably our best bet for getting outs. But unfortunately, you can't only rely on four guys in your bullpen, and they're still not even top-of-the-line bullpen pieces. It's going to be frustrating going forward. They're not that reliable. Are they – would they be a nice piece to have at, like, a – tight spot but i'm not gonna go hey you know who i'd rather have in this situation over anybody else tommy hunter you know who i'd rather have i do chad quells no i'd rather have someone who could fucking close out a game for me because i bet that the phillies would win that night you did you had a rough night oh actually you didn't have a rough night that was not no 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 i had a i didn't have a rough night towards the end, but I was like, all right, I think the Phillies could pull it out. And I also had a bet that Bryce Harper was going to hit a dinger. Neither of those things happened. Then what does he do today? (laughs) I mean, I think I'm just a day late. Like a lot of stuff happens that I bet that like a day, a day later it'll happen like in the next game. So you guys just need to bet in advance. Yeah, dude, we got the dub and Harper and Dinger this game. I know, this is bullshit. It's bullshit. We'll get into that once we get to that game. Sorry yeah, to cut you off. I just wanted to let you know that. I did not hit her. Fuck, uh, fuck the Phillies for what they did to me the other night. And we play on. <laughs> Aside from that, the lineup looked half decent. Andrew McCutcheon finally got his first hit of the season. Bryce Harper had a hit. Real Muto went two for four. DD had a hit. Jay Bruce had a hit. Adam Hazley, who I think it should just be our center fielder at this point. Tired of seeing Roman Quinn. I know he's got that speed, but it's probably better used off the bench or in the pinch when you need to get another guy in the outfield late in the game. Cover more ground. Did work out today having Roman Quinn in, though, to break up the double play. It did. Quinn is a, the first part of that at bat. I was he just tried to rocket it like he's a power hitter. He does have some pop, but there was no reason he needed to be doing that. All he needed to do was put the ball in play, and I think that's still reminiscent from the game. Kapler era where they're just trying to hit home runs when guys are on base and that's not always the solution the more hits you guys put together the more success you're going to have home runs will happen they just need to put balls in play more often I mean for both our center fielders I don't think that's necessarily true that home runs will happen these guys should not be trying for home runs they gotta get on base I'm just talking in general the practices that they've been having as a team have been trying to blow up the game in one hit where sometimes it helps, definitely, but 
it shouldn't be your end-all be-all. If you're not going to hit home runs, at least put something down and put it in play. And Roman Quinn did that with his at-bat today, but I still think that Hazley would have been better in that situation. He's just shown that he's locked in right now. Yeah, I definitely have more trust in Hazley. He's solid contact hitter where Quinn I mean, just doesn't have it. Yeah. I mean, I can't say it would have turned out differently. I'm glad it turned out the way it did because we scored a run off of it. But at the same time, I can't say that Roman Quinn is a better center fielder because Adam Hazley plays just as good defense. And right now his bat's oh, hot. Yeah, he's a great defender. Right now his bat's hot, so that makes him more valuable to me right now, especially when we need to put runs on the board before our bullpen gets into action. Speaking, uh, speaking of hot players, uh, I'm going to throw – Phil Gosselin in there. Um, do you think he could see some time in center field if the infield's full for him? Dude's a stud. I. You mean Phil the Thrill? He could play DH for all I you care. Mean the goose. I, the, the dude's looking awesome right now. He He's just tearing the cover off the ball, and he's putting it where the fielders aren't. He's hitting it exactly where he needs to be hitting it. I don't know if that's luck. I don't know if that's him finally breaking out at the age of 31, but – you know, you love to see it, especially considering he's from the area. He's a Malvern prep guy. And not too far from us. No, he's a solid bench piece. It's like that just makes me feel so much more confident considering we have him, Jay Bruce, Alec Bohm in the wake. Roman Quinn, I think, is a great bench piece. I don't think he's a starter, but he's a great bench piece. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried about the offense at all. I mean, they've been struggling, uh, especially top of the order. Yeah. But the talent is there. The top of the order doesn't worry me that much because, like, I'm seeing – I know you have a stat you want to talk about real quick um, with the way they've been hitting the ball, not necessarily getting hits down, but – Yeah, that's in uh, regards to uh, – off of Garrett Cole. Um, I mean – A couple but, hard hit balls. But in – like, they're hitting the ball hard. They're not – it doesn't matter who they're playing. They're hitting the ball hard. It's just they're not getting down. I know uh, you have that stat. Hoskins had a 102-mile-per-hour exit velo with an expected batting average of 640 on that one ball and went right to the center fielder. Just no, I, I personally thought that ball was going to be gone considering the little bloops that the Yankees were hitting out. over. The, yeah, off the bat, the it's, yeah, I couldn't believe the Yankees got out first of all. And then off the bat, Hoskins looked like there was way out. For those that didn't watch, the Yankees had two uh, two home runs in the game where they looked like they were just little routine fly balls off the end of their bats, but they carried out of the ballpark for whatever reason they were carrying for the Yankees, but not the Phillies. And, like, it was a – he smoked that pitch. I It was probably the best ball I've seen him hit in a long time. Harper had, a, had one, 103.4 mile per hour exit below 670 bad expected batting average real muto had a 106 exit below 660 expected batting average gregorius had a hook foul ball that would have been a home run and tied the game um this is all one inning by the way oh yeah and it's just nothing came to fruition yeah i mean they I don't know what to say about it. They they executed well. It just didn't fall for them. And that's against Garrett Cole, like the premier pitcher of the league. And to, at one point, I was thinking that Garrett Cole 
Like I was prepared to tweet out. I didn't send it just because I had already jinxed myself earlier. I was going to tweet, imagine paying Garrett Cole $324 just to get outclassed by Jake Arrieta, but <laughs> oof, oof, that wouldn't instantly I mean, to be honest, poorly. like, oh yeah, like he would have given up like five home runs after, after I tweeted that, but I didn't, and it didn't happen. He only let up three, and to me, that's a quality start against the Yankees, against Garrett Cole, so also, I mean, today it kind of proved helpful, but what do you think about JT Realmuto batting fourth in the lineup? As opposed to like I feel like fifth? Fifth? I or I think he could play or slot into the second spot. I don't know because I, I don't necessarily agree with Hoskins being second, but he gets on base. Yeah. Like a lot. Uh, yeah. I just And I that's why he's there. I mean I I also like Hoskins batting in that fourth spot. I mean, he hasn't proved that he earned it yet. But until he starts lacing the ball more frequently, I mean, I don't think they have another guy. I, I'd consider putting Gregorius or Harper in the fourth spot. I don't think – like, Real Muto is the best catcher in baseball. And I think he's the most complete catcher in baseball. But I don't think his bat is fourth material. I don't think he's a cleanup material. Pal. You just blowing from stupid town? No, I think you're right with that. Um, but, I mean, in terms of the other guys we got, really it's only Harper at the moment, but I like him at three. Yeah. And having Hoskins – Hoskins needs a hit in front of him because we're – Hoskins needs a big season and he needs to get a – he needs to get his at-bats and you want him to be protected with Harper and Real Muto coming up behind him you want Hoskins to get his pitches no I agree it's just I feel like I feel like Real Muto just doesn't excel when runners are in scoring position I are you sure about that I think he's a great hitter I just don't think that his forte is hitting clutch hits why are you the way that you are I think he gets. I think he's more of a get on base guy, and move around than someone that you need to come in and knock guys in. I know it'd be ideal if Hoskins were hitting better. That way, he could slot in there and maybe move Gregorius to two or maybe Real Muto there. But I don't know. I I think Joe Girardi knows what he's doing, but that's just the one question I have. Other than that. I will say that I like the lineup's approach the last couple of days where they're not just waiting for walks and letting the pitchers get themselves out of it. They were actually attacking pitches, which is something I've never seen them do in the past three years. So it's Yeah, it was definitely it was refreshing to see. Oh yeah. Like like even though they didn't score a lot off of it, I think that's the most effective way for them to actually get runs across the plate. I'm tired of just constant walks. And I think, I think that might be the biggest adjustment for Reese Hoskins right now is that he's trying to learn how to be an aggressive hitter. And he hasn't been for the past two years. I think that might be what's throwing him off. It's definitely not his talent. He's really good and he's got the power, just his approach and 
Like, it's all mental with him. And I really do think the previous regime kind of fed into a mental thing where he's always looking for the balls to take and instead of the ones that actually launch. And it just seems a lot like he's putting too much pressure on like, oh, I have to wait for the perfect pitch where you're not always going to get that. And I'm seeing that because he's watching things go right down the middle or in his wheelhouse. And then he's chasing things outside and pulling them fit or pulling them. That's not the approach he wants to have. Like take that ball where it's going. If something's on the inside, yeah, pull that shit, put it over the foul pole. I don't care. Sorry, yeah, I definitely I, think there's, so yeah, I definitely their approach last year just I think was just inherently flawed. Like Kapler was okay with them taking strike three looking if the pitch is not where they wanted it. Like he'd rather them strike out than them put a ball in play. Because he was all about that launch angle and driving it. Yeah, and I think that's where it's probably confusing to someone who's probably adopted that idea where you're asking him one year to just not swing at a pitch, whereas this year you're like, well, you need to be taking that thing. You need to be attacking. And to go from the lackadaisical approach to being an aggressive hitter is not an easy thing. Yeah, it's just the – Approaches are just opposite ends of this spectrum, and I could definitely see it taking time to adjust to that. But I do like, I do like Girardi's plan a lot, and I think it would work. And I mean, I'm more preferable to it. I am too, and I think that's just how baseball should be played. I don't think that waiting for guys to throw you the perfect pitch, you just gotta take things where they're supposed to go, even if it's close. You just got to put it in play and it's going to make you a lot less predictable too when you're hitting the ball the shift and everything is based off of all this principle that the hitters are trying to pull the ball and you have a consistent approach where you pull the ball and it goes to a certain spot if you're just taking that ball where it's at to where it's supposed to be going then you're going to be a lot more successful at the plate because Guess what? Right now, they're only expecting you to hit it to the left side of the field. Same with Harper. They're expecting him to hit to the right side of the field. If they're a little bit more patient and take the ball where it's supposed to be driven, they could be a lot more successful. Could you imagine a Bryce Harper that hits all fields? Great. <laughs> <laughs> it just wouldn't he... be fair. Like <laughs> He already hits well, only hitting to one half of the field. Eric, what are your thoughts? I mean, in in the little bit that I've seen – I don't know. It's been, it's been it's been like 50-50 for me. Like the the first couple games were kind of sporadic and they weren't they weren't there wasn't anything that I noticed that was that great besides DD. And then the game yesterday or on Monday and then today it seems like it's it's kind of they're they're kind of getting their stride a little bit. I mean it's hard. They're like they're like one of those teams that seems like it's like it depends what side of the two fa- of the coin you're getting. Like it's like a two face situation. Like like tonight you could get a complete different team. I'm hoping that isn't the point, but I don't know. 
I'm not like a hundred percent sold on them, on them yet. I got, I got to need like a couple games consistently to, to really, to really understand who they are. But I mean, right now it's just, I mean, I'll just be the pessimistic fan on the podcast. I mean, I know I dragged, I, uh, made you feel a little sad after the last one, but <laughs> yeah, it's okay. No, dude, it's, um, I, I, yeah, I need a couple minutes to, of talking just to. <sighs> it's okay. I'm getting yeah, my swagger you were back. Put me, you put me in a fucking place last that dude I, I like sat down and just stared at the wall for probably 15 minutes and was like what what are we what is the what is the phillies yeah they had me in kind of but i you know what i'm seeing a lot of a lot of things to be confident about there's definitely some things we need to work on um, you know i'll say that. this sign jt um, sign I mean, jt i mean yes, he he once again showcased earlier why he's the fucking cornerstone of the team uh and yeah i don't know like i i need a couple more games to really figure out who they are because i mean again it's like it's with the shortened season like it's even is it have they haven't negated any games yet right they haven't they haven't uh subtracted anything from the 60 they're just gonna they're just gonna play catch up I I don't think it's decided yet, but no, they haven't ruled out any games. Okay, so I think they they'd like to make them up, but there's no specific. All right, plan. well then, so I'll assume we've played what six five, six now. Is this the sixth game yes. tonight? Like going on? Right now? All right, so we game, put yes. so we got fifty four more games. So I'd say like I next weekend we I like to know what team they are because that's almost like a quarter into the season (laughs) so i mean i don't know it's just it's such a short weird season that it's hard it's hard for a team that's had so much trouble for like for what they've done in terms of like all the things they've endured with the whole virus situation with um uh, I mean, just in general, everything that's going on, it's, it's, it's even, they have like the entire pressure and the world on their shoulders right now that I feel like if they're able to come out of this and really get a groove, then I don't see why, I don't see why they can't uh, start to put something good together. It's just, it's a tough, it's a tough situation, but I think for the past couple of games, what they, how they've been handling, at least uh, Monday and tonight, earlier I, I mean this game's going on right now but i think i think they've handled the return relatively well i mean for everything i mean coming back and having fucking garrett cole as your return pete your return opponent is it's like the mlb is almost trying to kick the phillies in the dick <laughs> i agree i i completely agree with everything you're saying right now like yeah it's it's unprecedented, and it's kind of hard to get a grip on what this team is. And Joe Girardi is even having that issue with the bullpen. I mean, exactly. It sucks even worse for him because, like, he was hoping to come in and start to really get his blueprint down, but he's almost had to kind of push that to the side to almost like rally the boys early. And it's even harder to get his system implemented because now, or like his his own mantra or any whatever he's trying to get started with trying to you know build a build a contender and now he's got to deal with all this bullshit like i feel for him mostly 
<laughs> it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a shitty way to start your, your new gig is like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, your season's going to be shortened. Oh, yeah. And then your opponent had coronavirus. So we're going to seat you for a couple for a couple days. But oh, yeah, the league's still going on. So you got to catch up. Like it's <laughs> oh, and Garrett Cole's your next opponent. I mean, he's probably sitting there like he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell did I do? Why did I come to Philly? Except he's, he's a not family man and he wouldn't say fuck. He would say what the <laughs> what the flip. Definitely. He's a flip guy. I think we're through uh two innings and Nola has five strikeouts. Yes, he's looking very good. Um I was saying he was looking I was about to chime in and say he's looking great so far, but then he gave up a monster shot to really I mean if you're only gonna give up one run. Let it be a solo shot when no one's on. Yeah, he came right back with two strikeouts, so can't complain too much. And you know what? Nola took a little bit to get warmed up last year, too. So, I mean, yeah, it's middle of summer now. And yeah, we got warm to, weather, Nola. We're used to warm weather, Nola. But, you know what? He's still got to get acclimated to the season as well. So, I mean – We'll talk about Nolan a little bit because, I mean, it's going to be – it's an interesting spot for him to be in right now. Yeah. With I saw Jack. something earlier. I mean, it's it's way too fucking early to to even consider this. But, like, is Zach Wheeler potentially the better pitcher? I mean, it's way too early. But is it possible that Nola sliding in at, like, a two would be even better for him and then have Wheeler be your, be your guy? I mean, I don't – I can like, see that. Like I, I think, think yeah. I think they're pretty comparable. I think they're just about at the same level. And obviously, we drafted Nola, and he came through our system. And I think more, he feels more like a Philly, and we're rooting for him. But talent-wise, I think they're both right there. Yeah, and I think both of them. Well, Nola does have that one season where he was unbelievable under his belt. I don't think that. I don't necessarily think that that's ever going to be replicable for him just because I don't think he was ever supposed to be that player. That's that season. He played up to that. I think because there was no one else in the bullpen or no one else in the rotation, but he definitely, he's definitely still a top of the line starter in the major league. No. Baseball. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't I'm not... think, I I agree with you where Zach Wheeler came in and it's like, okay, these guys are pretty much an, on par a, with a each other. A good one, a nice one-two punch. I mean, you can't expect a team to be solid. You need more than one ace. I mean, so, I like, consider them 1A and 1B. I mean, I don't think it's – Yeah, like, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, do, I consider that. And, like, Nola hasn't had a bad start. It hasn't really been – like, game one was a little bit – Rocky, but I mean the game. The game. Uh, I guess he's. Uh, I guess we won't really know this until tonight. Two. This is game. Yeah. Two, so. So, all right. So fuck me. Maybe I'm in. Maybe I'm seeing things. A vision. Okay. But yeah. No. I mean. But he. He ha- seems to have this. Like he'll. Well, he'll kind of. Uh, God. Don't get me started, dude. Um. But. So no, far? it'll be. What. So far, things look good against a good Yankees lineup. So, I mean, him. One 
once he gets his groove going, he he he's fine. It's just a matter of like getting kind of shaking that shaking a little bit of that rust off. And you know what? Also, like we don't we don't realize that like yeah, these guys are professionals, and yeah, these guys are supposed to be um, ready to go. But everyone takes different time to be able to kind of get acclimated. So maybe it'll just take him an extra game or two to to kind of get in his groove. And then we won't even next week we won't even be questioning this. So that's like I'm not I'm not really worried about Nola. Like everyone's kind of worrying because like he had a bad game, and I'm just like you know, who, 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 I mean, his, track, if, his track record makes me confident in him. I'm yeah, not exactly. And I'm not gonna fall off the edge of the earth. No, and the, you want another thing? I'm more. There's a little bit more competition for that number one spot right now. Exactly, but that you know that that's that's good competition. It's healthy competition, and it's not like you know. It'll only drive him to get better. And the other thing is, if anything, the only thing that we should be worrying about with this team is that fucking bullpen. <laughs> like, that's no matter how good Nola or Wheeler, or, uh, yeah, those guys. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to give those two, uh, those two, the uh, Pavetta, you're right. Wait, um, I got a question um, about Nola and his uh the stellar season he had. Um was that that was twenty eighteen? Yes. Opening day starter was Helixson, right? No, because that was Gabe Kapler's first season and that's when he took him out of the lineup. Right, yeah. His what was it, sixty pitch, eighty pitch outing? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was gonna say like maybe Nola, him being as like our ace, got to him, but obviously not the case. I mean, I slayed him like around a three three ERA three five ERA kind of pitcher last year. He just had kind of a down year, and I think that was because the previous year he pitched um forty more innings than he had done prior to that in his career. Yeah, we also had a horrible pitching coach. Yeah, and, like, he'd only up to – up to – in 2017, he had a three five four ERA, only 170 innings pitched. He goes and adds another 30 on to that the next year and pitches later into the season. Only pitched 27 games the previous year, and then he goes to 33 a full season, and he throws probably the best – I think will probably be his best of his career. I mean, on top of that, add a bad pitching coach and a bad game plan, that's cause for a ERA raise. I mean, it's not ideal, and it sucks, but he's still striking guys out. He had – five more strikeouts than the year previous. He just so lost a little bit story, more command. Moral of the story is we have nothing to worry about about Nola, and yeah, we should completely it, be worrying about the bullpen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the bullpen. Is, we knew that was going to be a shit show from the beginning. But in terms of the offense and Nola, it, there's no cause for concern, yet at least. Yeah. As, as long as they keep, you know – they're able to now hopefully have avoided any more uh, bumps in the road with everything that's going on. 
Um, I'm hoping that the Phillies kind of don't have to deal with anything anymore this season in terms of what happened the past couple weeks. Um, they can well, hopefully get a groove going. I hope so that. too, because they're slated to play the next 56 games straight. So, well, yeah, but I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm more so hoping just in terms of like health wise and also just like, it's stressful, dude. Like imagine being them and being Andrew like, Knapp with a hit. RBI. Oh, I, guess, I guess I'm delayed. Double? Oh, oh yeah. That stream's delayed, dude. You'll find <laughs> out. You'll find out it's a ninth <laughs> inning in about uh, three hours. Um, yeah, he's but, uh, sitting 0-2 right now for me. <laughs> you were going to be impressed with this at bat, my friend. But, yeah, no, I'm just – as long as – hopefully they can Ooh. get their groove going and uh, now we can they can kind of get settled in and they can just go to fucking town, you know? Also, another thing that I'll just bring up, this, this is just a little bit more positive, I guess, here, but uh, it's it's weird that they were they were in um, – they were in Philly today, but they were uh, they were away. <laughs> so that was that's a Only whole new site, right? Yeah, I know. Only but they were uh, they had the Yankees um, they had the Yankees like hype pregame hype video play on the Citizens Bank Park scoreboard, which you know it's just a weird site. It was weird with the booze. They had booze ex- playing. Ex- for them. Exactly, that's fucking weird. <laughs> Although. Um, I- if you're a Philly athlete, is that more driving than a cheer? Like, <laughs> dude, that's just a normal day at the ballpark. <laughs> well, if you're hearing hear booze the, in your own stadium, what was that Nick? The uh, MLB told the sound guy for the Phillies. I don't know if it's specifically just the Phillies, but they told him that they're not allowed to use booze. Well, they use them against the Phillies, so. <laughs> They gotta hey. get a they gotta get a uh, refuse suck going. I mean, it doesn't really happen in baseball, but that's more Philadelphia. They gotta get more accurate with the booze and the chants. I just want the uh, WWE like cheers in there. It's like after every pitch. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's not an out, you motherfucker. <laughs> Definitely. Or uh, yes, chance. Or uh, oh. If it like if it gets hit into the fucking like left left side right as it drifts over the foul line, like when it's when it looks like it's about to go out go out as a homer and it fucking just veers left, you're just like, oh. <laughs> um, but all right, what else you got, boys? You got any more? I oh. feel like I should start trying. I was up. I, I just want to sum everything up. Um, with the identity, I think the Phillies will be taking and. Reese Hoskins named him this last year in Philadelphia. We are going to live and die off the bat. The other thing I'll say about uh, just, you know, everything with the Phillies is I just, I want, I want playoff, playoff ball, man. I want them to get something together. I want them to hopefully catch a little steam. Uh, I mean, this bullpen situation's rough. I don't even know. How the fuck does trading work in this season? Like, can they can they acquire anything? Like, is there a deadline? Is there, like... That's a good question. August 31st yeah, like, is the trade deadline. When's the season supposed to end? In September sometime. Okay. okay. Um, end of September, I believe. All right. So, if that's the case, then... I mean, obviously, I'm not going to put any fucking faith in Clintac on anything but his first priority should be 
signing JT Realmuto. His second priority should be acquiring at least a competent reliever. Um, that's very optimistic in my in my mind, and I know that's a lot to ask of you know the guy who's running the fucking team. But uh, yeah, I I mean if there's any if there's any hope to get something going, they need at least one. I mean they need even one, but you can at least get something started with a solid reliever, like at least someone yeah, who's they competent. Need a lot of help. Yeah, but I mean I'm not gonna. I'm already asking for too much here. <laughs> I'm asking for JT. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know where they. St- I don't even know where they stand with them wanting to give Rio Mioto money. Yeah, dude, it's it's it, they should, that should have been their first priority. I understand you don't want to pay him too much, but at the same time, dude, like it's rare that you have someone who's deemed the best at a position in the sport in that you have him on your team. Like I, I don't like. It's not only that; it's a really important position too. And good on JT for like realizing, like I'm not gonna bite. Like I know my worth, so it's like I don't blame JT for this. Like all Clentech has to do is bring him some, bring him a contract. Him and Middleton have to bring a contract and say, "Listen, dude, like we know you're valuable. We know that you're important. We brought you in here last year because we want you to be a piece of something we're trying to build and fucking like, let's go. And JT will sign it. He wants to be here, but he also just doesn't, he knows that he's got value. And I, I don't, I'll blame him for not just like, also we don't even know if like Middleton and him even like offered him even like something that was deemed too small. So, I mean, no, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's – I think we're a long way away from that, personally. Yeah, but. I, I mean, when does – is he a free – he's a free agent next season, right? Like, at the end of this season? Yes. Yeah, this is his last season on their contract. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping it doesn't last like a uh, – like Harper with Washington where it fucking drags out. But, you know, you never know. They should give him a thirty-year like deferred deal. <laughs> I don't isn't there someone who isn't there a player who had that? Isn't it a Met? Yeah, Bobby Benia, July first. Bobby Bobby Benia, uh, yep. <laughs> and he he just got paid another a million this year, didn't he? Or something. I think he was like and he will until years. he will. Yeah, it's like another until like twenty thirty-two or something like that. Dude, I want his fucking agent running my life. I think Griffey took a deal at the end of his career too. Uh, he gets I don't think he gets as much as Bobby Benia, but I think he's on a deferred deal. I mean Ken Griffey's better than Bobby Benia. That's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a bit. <laughs> All right. So moving on to game two or today's first game. Zach Wheeler took on Jay Happ, former Philly, former Philadelphia great. Uh, Jay Happ allowed six walks, and the Phillies definitely capitalized, scoring 11 runs. Not off of him. Uh, four off of him, and six off of uh, Nick Nelson. In the sixth inning of this game. The Phillies' bats definitely came alive in this game. They 
prior to this game, the Phillies have had four hits with runners in scoring position. And in this game, they had five – or, I'm sorry. In this game, they had four hits and runners in, with runners in scoring position. They had five in their first four games prior to this. So they basically almost doubled their production in that area. Every, pretty much almost everyone got a hit other than Andrew McCutcheon and um, Kyle Garlick. But the, Kyle Garlick came in at the end of the game and McCutcheon walked twice. So they were at least involved. It was definitely a well more complete game. Zach Wheeler went six innings, two walks, two earned runs, uh, two strikeouts. But, I mean, I feel like they're going to come. It's the Yankees. So, they're not Wouldn't exactly I... up there. Speaking of coming. out a lot. There's a big okay. story to talk about later. <laughs> Which Very is sure. also baseball related. It yes. Is. I didn't. Don't worry, Jim. Jim wasn't going to talk about it. And I'm fucking, that's, that's hot news. The segue was there for it. So I know. <laughs> should we well, i want to finish philly's talk before we jump into it yeah we, we got we should yeah once we get in the Let's league talk finish this game yeah. yeah um so jim when they put up that six spot in the sixth inning did you think the game would end with a save you know i didn't thank you for bringing that up <laughs> um the phillies at that point were up 11 to 3 and Took Zach Wheeler out. I thought Zach Wheeler could have gone another inning, but I agree with Joe Girardi's reasoning for taking him out. It's so, still so young in the season. This is only his second start, and they had just come off of a week-long hiatus. Um, and Zach Wheeler did phenomenal up to that point. Uh, they brought in Austin Davis, who is just an enigma amongst uh, the Philadelphia Phillies roster i don't know why he's still here i don't know why he still has a job in baseball he's just not good he just has never really been the guy out of the bullpen at any level might i add he has a career okay please stop moving he's a career five era 56 innings pitched like i think i think his time is over i He's 27 years old and hasn't figured it out yet. It's kind of just not good. He can never locate a pitch. He can never really overpower anyone. He doesn't have good movement on his pitches. And everything just kind of sits out in the open for them. Yeah, there's. I don't think there's much positive to say about him. He hasn't really shown anything. I, I don't know. Who would you rather have, Nick? Him? Or Cole Irvin? Ooh. I, I would – I'd be pretty – I'd be more confident in Cole Irvin. I mean, he had a few decent outs last year. Um, I think he has it in him to be a mid-level reliever. Yeah. I don't know if you listened to our last Barreled Up pod where I kind of led into Cole Irvin, but – I still stand on that. I I I think I. It pains me to say it. But I'd rather have Austin Davis come in than Cole. Uh, 
I, I don't know if I agree I recognize with that. Cole Irvin has a lot more upside because he's a lot younger and has been a starter before. But I just can't get over Austin Tate. I, I can't get over either of them being in this bullpen. It's just not a competitive game when either of them are in. Like, you're either up by a lot or down by a lot when either of those guys are coming in. And it's just, it's not ideal. Uh, Trevor Kelly came yeah. in after Davis. Got a strikeout, but also allowed two hits and made it kind of dicey for them there. Hector Neris had to end up coming in. We had to have our closer come in when we were up by <laughs> how many runs? One. Well, it started, it was math for me. 11 to 2 when it started. Three. So we had a nine-run lead. 11 to 3. Yeah, eight-run lead. Like, I don't get it, man. It's just, how the hell did Hector, Hector, I mean, he came in and only threw one pitch, so he's available for this game. Are you sure about that? But, like, come on. <laughs> you, you, Hector Naris even looked like, like when they showed him on when he was warming up, he was like, "Come on, man! I was supposed to have this day off. Like, <laughs> like why do I have to come in now?" But I mean, he came in, got one pitch, and end of the game. So, thankfully for a competent pitcher at the back of our bullpen, I'm, I mean, I don't love Hector Neris. I think he's definitely a competent pitcher. A competent. He always piece. fucks me in MLB The Show every he's time. He's a competent bullpen piece, but he's not a – I mean, he's not a top closer. I would definitely consider him middle reliever to set up guy. I would love to have Saranta Dominguez back, but – Yeah, they really screwed up his uh, rehab for the past, like, what, three years now? Two. It was last year when he started to get tightness in his elbow, and – he only just had Tommy John surgery like two weeks ago. So, oh, well, there goes another promising reliever that <laughs> would have definitely been helpful. The Phillies should be looking forward to some kind of help in David Robertson going towards the back end of this year, but it's still kind of iffy on him. Hopefully he can come back and be a solid addition to us, but at the moment it's not looking great. I mean, he could still end up not pitching this year. It's completely up to him. That's about all the Phillies news I got. I mean, they're playing right now, looking half decent against the Yankees. I'm happy with the way they're playing today, and I mean, hopefully they continue it on to tomorrow and going forward. The last time the Phillies had to play 57 straight games, uh, they won the World Series in – what you eating there, Nick? Caroline's making guac. Guac and salsa? Guac and salsa. But the avocados are not ripe, so she's trying to get her – trying to do what she can. Gotcha. What does a non-ripe avocado taste like? It's just chunky. Oh, I like a chunky avocado. The texture's closer to like an apple. Yeah, I bet oh, you do, okay. Jim. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she should have put them in a paper bag today. 
Well, we bought them like an hour ago. Yeah. All right, supposed yeah. to get them. Just if you're going to use them right away, you got to get a little bit of a squeeze to them. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Well, they were all rock solid at this store. Oh. Yeah. That. Pittsburgh avocados. She says she's making it work though. Those Pittsburgh avocados. I know, right? Philly avocados taste better. This is all going California. in the pod. This is all going in the pod, by the way. Yeah, we're all keeping this in. <laughs> all the podcasts. It's going to be this the week's Guac, episode: so. Mexico, Peru avocados, or Pittsburgh Guac. avocados aren't as good as Philly avocados. The guac zone. Okay. Suck my guac. That's about all the Phillies news I got. For right now, uh, we could probably move on to some Major League Baseball as a whole news. Oh, shit. Yeah, we can. Ugh. All right. Reese McGuire, entering his third season with the Blue Jays, recently pled Nolo Contendre. No contention. To a reduced second-degree misdemeanor charge of disorderly conduct, the charge stemmed from an incident in February when McGuire was accused of cranking the old hand, the, cranking the old uh, joystick in his car while parked in a public parking lot. Um, so th- this guy is a professional baseball player. I'm assuming he gets paid uh, an okay amount of money. That's enough money to afford a fucking cabin for a weekend to go fucking jack off in. Why is he jerking off in his car? How horny was he, man? Like, well, it was in Florida, so I'd say it's pretty on brand for Florida, man. That is true. That's, that is true. But also, like, does anyone learn, like, this stuff? Because I feel like people get caught all the time. Like, they're, the moment a thought pops in their head, like, you know what? People at the United Nations, they masturbate. <coughs> Ooh, excuse uh, me. One, apparently one of the cops had asked him, why would you come to a parking lot just to masturbate? And he responded, Why would you come to a parking lot just to come? He responded, <laughs> I just don't know, man. The world is burning. <laughs> I want whatever he was fucking smoking. Because... <laughs> Yeah, was he on? He had to have been on something. Oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, this, in terms of stories, I didn't expect to be talking about this week. <laughs> I didn't he, apparently expect tried, he apparently tried to explain to the cops before... Uh, coming in, them, what, coming in the cop's hand? <laughs> I realized what an idiot and what a dumb place to be hanging out. He wasn't just hanging out. He was fucking. He was hanging out. Oh, <laughs> I mean, like, I I just don't get it. Like, it, it. I'm so sorry. This is really embarrassing. Cop say McGuire added. I really shouldn't have been doing that. You think? It's just... You don't say. I love this. In the report, cops claim that when McGuire's phone. But when they got McGuire's yeah, phone yeah. <laughs> trying to find his current address, they noticed, in quotes, an extremely pornographic video was playing on the screen. You can even pause it. 
(laughs) McGuire said he did not know why he came to this place. It just seemed like a good place. (laughs) Hey, you know what? You know, I mean, if you gotta let it go, you gotta let it go. I mean, he's technically in his property, right? Like, he was at a fucking shopping mall. But he's in his car. It's not like (laughs) he was jerking off. Yes, but in other news, the Marlins and the Cardinals are looking like they're suiting up to go back to work. They had both been subjected to quarantine after multiple members of each of their clubhouses have tested positive for COVID-19. The Cardinals and the Marlins have replaced most of the players that tested positive with guys from their own player pool or guys from free agency. Oh, there was also an illegal drone that stopped the Twins and Pirates game last night. MLB's first ever drone delay. Yeah, that was that was a little nuts. <laughs> it was just fun. I, that's a little tidbit that happened. I, they had to stop the game because they were worried that it would fall on one of the players, but they resumed the game and the game ended. I mean, Pirates were not a good team, so they obviously lost, but anyhow, that's about all the baseball news I have right now. The Also, there was the incident yesterday where uh, Braves starting pitcher Mike Soroka went down after completing a play. His He tore his oh, yeah. ACL, ACL, I believe, and will no not be able to pitch for the rest of the season. And that's a huge blow to the Braves who are already kind of off to a slow start. Mike Soroka is a very important part of that rotation and they're definitely going to be missing him because I'm pretty sure they're considering him their ace and they already have Cole Hamels not uh, available for them for a little bit. Yeah, their team's thinned out quite a bit so far. But I mean, they are... They're in the driver's seat of this division. They are, and to be expected. If you don't follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at Stick Energy, capital S, capital E. Uh, you can subs. Sorry. You can subscribe. Yeah. To you anything follow- you want, guys. <laughs> you can follow me personally at Jimmy Coleman. Eric, where can they find you? You'll find me at Eric underscore Rayer 11. It's good Twitter. You should follow me. It'll uh, be under the name Beef Machine. Don't ask. I, I don't think anybody was. Nick, what, where can we follow you? You can follow me at Pug9. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any major podcasting app will do you can email us personally at bigstickpod at gmail.com send us any questions or comments you might have from the previous episodes or just tell us how we're doing i'd really like to hear some feedback from people listening yeah and uh make sure you uh, make sure you tell your friends tell your family uh we hopefully this won't matter 
but we have been having a little bit of backlog with our distribution onto like Spotify and Apple pods and all that good stuff for both podcasts. Um, Jim today was lucky enough to figure out our, figure out our problem and we shouldn't have a problem uh, in the near future. Our episode should be up automatically in the next couple of days and hopefully the backlog situation will kind of figure itself out and we'll, uh, won't have an issue. But uh, if, if you, you do, if you do have an issue, listen to us for future episodes, just check us out on Twitter and you can, it'll be on anchor come right to our anchor site and yeah. it'll be ready enough for you. Make sure yeah. you listen to the Gritizens of Philadelphia, Eric's pod. Thank you. That he does. And uh, that's about it, guys. Yeah, let's go Phillies. Uh, let's pull out a win tonight. Let's go Phillies. I'd say after everything we said, a 2-0 two, a two and o back-to-back game, doubleheader game uh, set of wins, would uh, that would be some good momentum to build on. So let's, uh, let's get that. All right. Talk to you guys next week.